Welcome to the Real Estate Explainer podcast, where we talk about anything and everything real estate. I'm your host, Brian Kixula. Take notes. Today, David Richter, the simple CFO, will be talking about profit first. Hey, David, just want to say uh, thanks for joining uh, me on the podcast today. Definitely super excited you were able to jump on. We've been a client of yours for, I think, just over a year now with Profit First. And, you know, I listened to your book, uh, it was just a couple of months ago. And uh, that was uh, one of those things that once you really start looking at a Profit First, it opens up your eyes to the fact that when you're investing in real estate, you're really investing in a business. I've been in real estate for the past, I don't know, 12 years. And I started with a company that we were doing about five deals a month, scaled it to about 25 deals a month. But we were doing 25 deals a month, but spending 26 worth out the door. So it's like you make a million, but you spend 1.1 to get there. So I learned very quickly that a small business, especially if you're growing, needs to have that profitability there. Like you cannot go backwards. So that's where I even figured out in the real estate world what the heck was going on and that it wasn't just about the number of deals we did, but about was it actually worth it? Was there money at the end of the day? So that's where I figured that because uh, started going to mastermind events. Other people were in the same boat doing lots of deals, but losing lots of money. You know, it's like that. I found out that we weren't just the only one. So that was very no, eye-opening. You see guys. Yeah. Yeah. That are- Literally, they'll they'll talk about how many deals they do or the millions of dollars that they're making, but they're talking about top level numbers. Yeah, exactly. And that's where back then I wish I knew <laughs> I wish I knew what I know now. You know, like we all say that, right? But back then we were doing all those deals and it was just who cares that we were making so much money, you know, like with all the deals we were doing. And then go to the events and the same people are in the same boat. They'll say, yeah, we're doing all this top line revenue. And then at the bar later, they're like, yeah, but where's our money? <laughs> you know, or like we're running out of money. And it's like, ah, oh, man, that sucks. So that's where I realized that it wasn't just us. And then going to other events, like then I was traveling, doing other things in the real estate world. And it was more than just, just the masterminds. It was other people across the country. Then I moved across the country, started working with an investor and helped him turn it around. Like, because he, I said, show me your books, show me the numbers, because that tells your real story of the business. And they were a mess, just like everyone else, you know, like didn't have any idea what was coming in, going out, and literally just trying to turn that around. And I did like with him within three months, helped him get just the bare bones clarity, like what was coming in, going out and what he was keeping. And that's where he said to me, like, this has been life changing, you know, just to be able to have a grasp on the business on the business end, because he could go out there and make money hand over fist. He could go get a property. He was good at talking and negotiating with the sellers, was good at all the stuff that a real estate investor entrepreneur is good at. A lot of us have the make skill as real estate investors, the make money skill, but a lot of people, a lot of people don't have the keep money skill. So it was like helping him with that, you know, like actually helping him keep the money and not just making it. And that to him was life-changing. That's where I even went down this road of profit first and simple CFO, because I wanted to give people that feeling of just that clarity of knowing where all the cash is, being able to pay themselves. So that's where I really dove into that. Good mentor of mine had me read profit first. That's where I got into that book. And we could talk about that and what that is, but that's what kicked all this off. Yeah, I think what really helped us out 
is, you know, was listening to the book or I listened on aud- Audible, but it was actually looking at the different accounts and start organizing the funds into the five different accounts. So you could really see where your money was going, not month after month, but it's week after week. It's really staying on top of that every Friday, making the transfer from your general account into your other accounts. And I think that piece is what a lot of real estate investors are just missing. They're commingling their funds on not just one property, but maybe all of their property. That was a key thing for me. And that's something that I definitely want to dive into is the different, the five different accounts. So Profit First, just to give people a very clear expectation of what Profit First is, Profit First at its core is the same message. If you've read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you've already have like (laughs) the part of Profit First where he says, Robert Kiyosaki in all of his books, especially Rich Dad, Poor Dad, pay yourself first. It's that same concept. And like the richest man in Babylon, portion of all you have is yours to keep. So we've heard this from other places. And that's what Profit First is about. In a for-profit business, your profit should come first because you're actually there to make the money to be able to do the things you want to do with your business. But a lot of people don't don't do that with their business. They're just living deal to deal. And that's where Profit First, I why I like that even more as an actual business building book, a business building book in the sense that Robert Kiyosaki's book was more a mind breaking, you know, like a mindset shift where profit first has the same pay yourself first message, but then it also has a system behind it. And that's what Brian was talking about was you literally set up like the envelope method. If you've heard of that in the personal finance space, like big time guru, Dave Ramsey's made that very popular in the personal finance space, like the different envelopes you set up in your personal life for gas, utilities, rent, you know, like all the different stuff and make sure that, you know, you give every dollar a name. The practical steps behind Profit First is being able to set up different bank accounts. So you don't just have one big bank account that's this black hole. Money goes in, money goes out. What the heck is going on? You don't have any clarity when it comes to your cash. Because Profit First is not just another like, okay, I have to be this fancy technical wizard with QuickBooks or profit and losses balance sheets. No, it's all about cash. Because you as an entrepreneur are going to manage cash. It can be poorly. It could be you open up the one account. You've got a lot of money. Yeah, we can spend it. You don't have a lot of money. No, we can't. So it's like that's where Profit First says you should give every dollar a name. So you set up specific bank accounts. And what Brian was talking about, there's five fundamental core accounts. You already have one of them. One of them's the bad guy. One of them's OPEX. One of them's all the outflow of money. That one you already have set up. So it's really setting up four other ones. And it's and, and real quick, yeah, OPEX. Go ahead. OPEX, uh, operational expenses. There you go. I've got too much jargon in me, even for profit first, but OPEX is operational expenses. It's all the outflow. That's like, you know, Voldemort, you know, or the Darth Vader. It's like the the bad guy of the business because that's the one that's sending all the money out. But then you've got income as a separate account. It's all the deposits that come in. So that's where making sure you have an income account so you can see how much is coming in and how much you're making. But the ones that I care about the most and the ones that you'll care about the most, if you're listening to this as an entrepreneur, are the three accounts I call the golden trio of accounts. Because if you like those big epics, you know, sagas like Star Wars or Harry Potter, whatever it is, pick your flavor. They've got the three main heroes, Luke Han, Leia, Harry Ron, Hermione, making sure good wins in the end. Well, your business is your epic saga. It is literally what you're going to pass on to the next generation or how you're going to make all your money or whatever it might be that your legacy will be. And it's like, we need three main heroes. So the three core accounts, that I would set up that are focused on keeping more profit 
is literally calling one of them profit, <laughs> one owner's comp or owner's compensation, owner's pay, like the pay that you pay yourself as an owner. Then number three, owner's tax. So that at tax time, you can actually pay from the business account, like for the taxes that you owe as the owner. So those are the three accounts I call the golden trio that making sure you as an investor business owner are helping yourself build profitability into your business and naming dollars that are going to actually be used to pay yourself. That's what owner's comp would be. And for like icing on the cake, the profit account, taking that out quarterly, having fun with it. But that's where I feel like profit first left some of those other books in the dust of the actual financial management because it, what it didn't just leave you hanging. Pay yourself first. Hope you get the concept by, you know, it was more like, here's the pay yourself first principle, but applied to an actual action step of setting up these accounts. So that way, what Brian was talking about, what we do with a lot of the people we work with is on Fridays, anything that's in that income account, that general account there, where the deposits come in, you you then transfer those that money that's sitting there from the income you've made to the other accounts like profit, owner's comp, owner's tax, uh, you know, the OPEX or operational expenses. So that way you're keeping the money flowing, but then you're also giving it a name and making sure there's money there for you to be able to use and you know exactly what it is because clarity clarity is power. It really is knowing where the dollars are. I'd like to thank today's sponsor, US Tax Advisors Group, a cost segregation company. If you're interested in cost segregation studies, log on to realestateexplainer.com and click the cost segregation link at the top of the page. Let's go to just review those five accounts one more time. You've got your income account. So when money comes in, you have income coming in. Then you've got an operating expense account. So you're going to move money into that operating expense account. And then you're going to pay your bills, your, your business expenses with that, with that money. Then you're going to move money into your profit account. So that's your profit that you're keeping. Then you've got your owner's compensation and your owner's tax. And I just wanted to clarify that the owner's tax piece, that's not your employee's taxes, guys. That's the the owner's taxes. So he's got money to pay his own taxes at the end of the year. I uh, just wanted to clarify that. So the five accounts, the income account, the OPEX account, the profit account, the owner's comp account, and the owner's tax account. So David, where do people screw this up? Where do they mess it up? The first thing is thinking that after we just talked about it, it's like it's too much to manage or too much to start. So the biggest way people mess it up is not even starting. I tell people, if you're like, okay, I have to set up a bunch of bank accounts, like, ah, oh, man, that sounds like a lot of work. I tell people, can you start with one? Can you start with the owner's comp account? I want you to start with something to get in the habit of paying yourself. So it's like, that's the real magic behind this system. And what you were talking about, Brian, like being a real business owner, real business owners pay themselves from their business making sure the business is providing for them. So that's where I would set up at least one account and transfer a percentage, maybe a small percentage when you start. Like if you're if you're not a believer yet, it's like get into the habit of every time money comes in, you put a small percentage inside the owner's comp account and you start building that account up. But you're getting into the habit of every time money comes in, you're not spending everything that you're making. So that's where I would say a lot of people just fall off the track because they don't even implement it. I would say another thing is they make it too complicated. They go to the other extreme. They hear these five accounts and they're like, ooh, I can name all the dollars that come in. Maybe I should have 15 accounts, you know, and like go all out and just name every single expense that I have in the business. And it's like, 
are you setting yourself up for failure because you've gotten too much going on? Money comes in and you have to transfer it, you know, 75 different places. It's like, don't make it too complicated. Where if you have different businesses, maybe you've got a rental company and you've got fix and flip or you've got different entities, whatever it might be. You sell ice cream. Like, I don't care what it is, but whatever your primary entity is that you make your money, that's where I would start. So start small, start with the bite-sized chunks because as we're talking, I know that most people, when it comes to the financial area of their business, would rather stick their head in the sand. That's where most people don't even want to know what's happening in their business. And it's like, this is going to shine a light on whether you're doing well or not. But that's just it. Just because you're doing you're doing poorly, but you don't shine the line on it does not mean that you won't go under. Facts are facts no matter what. So it's like for this, I want to give you a chance. I want to give you a chance to have the business that you dreamed of. Because when you started your company, like if you're listening to this, when you started it, you do you did not want it to become this cash eating monster that just takes over every area of your life and it's just constantly consuming you and you're getting no benefit from it. You started it for whatever purpose, for financial freedom, whatever that means to you, whether that's taking trips, you know, traveling the world, spending more time with family, you know, having a lot of money, buying the cars, buying the house, whatever it might be for you, buying more investment properties. You know, it's like doing the things you want to do. It's like we have to start making sure, number one, we implement because that's where most people fall off. Number two, don't make it more complicated than it needs to be. And then I would say from there, just taking it in bite-sized chunks, set up the one account or set up the core accounts, whatever you think you can bite off first. So that way you can get into the habit. I want to make profit a habit in your business and not something you look for in the future that never arrives. And I've seen this with businesses that are super busy. They're making millions and millions of dollars and the owners are not paying attention to how much income is coming in and where it's going out because every month they see they've got a million dollars in that account and it keeps going in and in. So they think that they're doing great. But once they really dig in, they realize exactly what you just said, that they're bringing in a million dollars a month and spending 1.2. They're just not seeing it because they're only seeing that income and that constant churn of the account. I've seen it also on the other hand where clients are not making the income they need and they're struggling and they just don't want to look at the account or acknowledge they're having the problem. So I think no matter where you're at on the scale, you really have to acknowledge these accounts, see what's going on on them or going on in them and make changes where needed. And that was one of the first exercises that Michael had us do, you know, well over a year ago. It's print out that list of your accounts, identify every single expense and really figure out if you could cut it. And I'll tell you, you know, how many subscriptions do you sign up to that you're paying for that you never use? You know, I know probably five right off the top of my head that I need to go back in, revisit and cut out because they're draining not tens of thousands of dollars, but it's $35 here, $100 there, and it's every single month. And I would rather take that money and reinvest it back into the business or back into an employee to grow the business instead of just having a drain on the account. And I'll just, you know, I mean, it's, it's real that with these subscriptions, 
that's what they do. They hook you in and then you forget about them. So it's just revisiting those, uh, those accounts. And I think that that's why it's so important to have both that income account. So you can see clear as day what's coming in every month from your business. And again, we're talking about a real estate business. What's coming in? Where are you making the income? That gives a real clear idea of what am I doing to generate income? And you can see that these actions are driving these results. And then you can look at that OPEX account and say, well, there goes all the money. Which items here could I get rid of so I can move more of that money into the the profit account or the owner's comp account? Yeah, 100%. It's just that clarity. That clarity is so powerful of knowing what's going in, what's going out, and then you have the power to change it. Absolutely. So one of the next things I wanted to cover is uh, what is real revenue or what is real revenue profit first? What is it? So in the book, I cover this because a lot of people, if you have read the original profit first by Mike McCowitz, he introduces this concept, this terminology, real revenue, which I love that. It's like the real revenue that you're actually making. Because in a real estate business, I defined real revenue. And you have to remember, profit first is a cash flow management system. It is not your profit and loss, your financial reports, your balance sheet. It isn't any of that. It is literally managing the cash that comes into your company. And when he says real revenue, and when I say real revenue for the real estate world, that means that if you sold a property, let's say you fix and flipped it and you made 40000 on that fix and flip, the property profit is your real revenue. That's like your top line. Because if you actually look behind the scenes in QuickBooks, usually the sale price is your actual like income on the very top. But your sale price isn't what you actually made on the property. That's just what you sold it for. Then you've got all the costs of goods sold that go into it. And then what you're left over is the gross profit. And that's more of your real revenue than what you sold the property for. So that's where real revenue deals with what did I actually make from this? So that would be like if you had a rental, you know, like I like to say if you make $1,000 in rent, let's just be real easy here, and you have $700 in PITI, principal, interest, taxes, insurance, like all the things you have to pay before the money hits the account, basically. So that way you're left with $300. That would be more of your real revenue on the rental side because you're collecting 1000 but that's not what you get to keep. It's more like you have to pay the PITI in order for it, you know, for you to keep that rental. So it's like what's left over there. So that's how I differentiate that is real revenue especially in the real estate world, is the property profit, whatever you made on a sale of a property, not the sale price, you know, like not top line revenue. And then in the rental world, it's like, what is my gross rent minus what I have to pay out there, like the like the PITI, the debt service or whatever you want to call it there. And then from there, what's left over is the real revenue because that's what I have left that goes into the bank account for it to be split up and allocated to the different accounts. That's what we're really trying to get to. If we're reverse engineering is I want to know how much money do I have to spread out in my different accounts to be able to name profit, owner's comp, the tax and the operational expenses. So that's where I have to see how much money do we actually have to be able to spread out. So real revenue, if I had to boil it down, like I said, property profit, if you're selling, or it's what's after the gross rent that has to be paid first before you actually get to divvy it up. So it's really getting in there and understanding the nuts and bolts. We're in the real estate space. You hear uh, real estate brokers talk all the time. I sold $40 million last year. Right. Yeah. It's all right. Well, not you, did not make, 
Yeah, you did not make $40 million. That might have been, you know, the gross sales, but you start cutting it down and you really look at it and then you drill it down and you say, okay, this is what I really made. This was the real revenue. This is what I earned from the actions that I took. And I think that's so key because then you could look at every little piece of your business, whether it's your fixing and flipping, whether it's your rental business, and instead of having them drop together in the same bucket, you could split them out and really identify if one part of the business is actually making you money. Because you may find that you are flipping properties or you're rental, renting properties. And one of those businesses, because they're separate businesses, all commingled into your real estate business, just isn't profitable. And you may end up spending 80% or more of your time focusing on, I don't want to call it the loser, but the business that is not generating the money that you need it to. Whereas if you took that energy and you moved it to the other, the other business, you'd probably be a lot happier because you'd making, you'd be making more money. You'd be getting more of your time back and you'd be less stressed. And really that's what we all want. So. Yeah. Well, I a hundred percent agree with that because what you're able to focus on expands, right? So if you're focused on the profitability and making sure that you're making money at the end of the day and being able to keep it as well too, that's where you are building a real business. A real business has money left over, has that profit to be able to do what you want to do. So, and it's that clarity because one of my friends in the fractal CFO space that I'm in, he likes to call it sniper mode. When you have clarity, you're able to hone in. You're able to pick off like, what is the thing, the issue that I'm having right now? Am I not making enough? Am I spending like what you were saying, Brian, like, do I have too many of these subscriptions or do I have things? Am I getting a good return on what I'm spending? It's like being able to hone in on that. Or am I not keeping what I want to? Am I feeling burned out because I'm doing all this work? I'm making money, spending money. And it's just this rat race and I don't feel good. So it's like being able to hone in. And I really like that mental image. It's that sniper mode. Once you have clarity, you're able to hone in on like, what do, what is the issue in the business? Well, hey, I I think we've uh, covered just about all the points that I wanted to talk about today. But before we leave, I always just like to ask if people are interested in learning more about Profit First, or if they're interested in getting a CFO for their business. I'm a testimonial. I know that it certainly has helped our business, let's say, stabilize and grow. How can people get in touch with you? What's the best way to reach out to you? If you like this or you've heard of Profit First, I like to, I want to give you my book. If you're here, you're listening on Brian, since you're on Brian, you're listening to Brian's podcast as a client. And he's one of our clients. So I appreciate you having me on here. But if you're listening, if you go to simplecfo.com forward slash gift, that's where you can get two things. It's the cheat sheet, which literally like, here's the cheat sheet to start implementing profit first, because it's too important. It's like, here's the first finance 101, being able to manage the money better so you can keep more of it, sleep better at night. And I give the link to my book in there as well, too. So that way you can get that and grab it because there's a lot more concepts we didn't talk about today where it's like it would take a lot longer than a short podcast to get into. So that's why I wrote the book. So get the book, get the cheat sheet. It's like, here's the first couple steps so you can dive into it and get there. That's at simplecfo.com forward slash gift. And then if you want to schedule a call with our team, like Brian was suggesting, it's literally the next page after that. If you want to schedule a call with us, we will literally take you through to see if we're not a good fit, do you need a bookkeeper? Like, where are you on your business journey? 
or you're just starting out and we can connect you with someone in the space or you need a good CPA. I know some great cost segregation people that I can connect you with as well too. So yeah, there we go. Brian was raising his hand. So that's where I want to be able to point you in the right direction as well. So if you get on that call, it's really where are you now and what do you really need so we can give you that help because there's not a lot of people in this space that will give you the advice of, okay, what do you need first on your financial team, wherever you might stand right now? So you could go to simplecfo.com forward slash gift. Thank you. And uh, talk to you soon, David. Thanks, Brian. If you'd like to get connected with today's guest, log on to realestateexplainer.com and click the get connected button on the homepage.